Hi, I'm Robert Jeffrey, and I want to say thank you for checking out the Kickstarter launch for Mind to Avenge, the Book of Layla, Chapter 1. On behalf of our entire team, which includes penciler and inker, Matteo Illuminati, our colorist, letterer, Loris Ravina, our editor, Marcel Dupree, and our publisher, uh, Evolution Publishing, I just want to say thanks, you know, for giving us a shot when you have no shortage of choices out there. Uh, we think that you'll enjoy uh, the various perks and eventual stretch goals that you get with this Kickstarter and uh, the biggest reward, the comic itself. Uh, it's a labor of love for our entire team, and we had a lot of fun putting it together. So once again, thanks again for you know, giving us a shot, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the uh, story that we put together with uh, Mind to Avenge, the Book of Layla, Chapter 1. Thanks again. Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I'm your host, Rain Coleman, and this issue covers Mind to Avenge. Uh, Mind to Avenge, for those of you out there not in the know, you about to get in the know. <laughs> this is a Kickstarter project by none other than uh, Robert Jeffrey. A writer, a phenomenal guy hailing out of Atlanta. For those of you who have um, been following Carefree Blackner, you've heard his voice many a times. Uh, we've spoken about some previous projects that he's done. And we also have a um, review show, recap show, over the 4400 here at the Carefree Black Nerd feed. The links for all of those will be in the show notes. So if you aren't familiar, you can get familiar. Uh, Robert Jeffries is an amazing guy who has been turning out amazing content for quite some time um even separate from the the conversations we've had on carefree black nerd just look at his resume it's extensive (laughs) um so he's pumping out good stories interesting entertaining uh stories that what we need in a time like this Uh, (laughs) so i think that um we all should support this kickstarter it is Ending on, I believe, December 15th, so we have approximately, at the time of this recording, three weeks, a little over three weeks. Um, If you don't like comics, if you can't financially support, I would implore you to share the links, get the word out, let folks know that this project exists and that, uh, you know, just with a few more backers and a few more backers and a few more backers, we can get this out into the hands of many Um, I sat with Mr. Jeffrey and we spoke about this project and kind of some of the things that led him to this mind to avenge the mind to avenge universe. Um, some of the process, uh, the artist, the illustrator, you know, it's just, we, we had a good conversation. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it and, you know, um, thanks for supporting me for as long as you have and i hope that uh, i can get at least a few of you guys to support this project because it is one that i feel like um would would do well to be out in uh circulation so without further ado we'll join this uh conversation already in progress with uh mr jeffrey <laughs>
Um, uh, and we are joined by <laughs> Robert Jeffries, the uh, man with the master plan, uh, hand and uh, jack of all comic trades and uh, master of plenty. <laughs> uh, go ahead and I guess introduce yourself to the listeners and then we can get down to business on this uh, amazing project you've been working on. Hey, um, my name's, well, Robert Jeffrey II. I'm a uh, comic book writer based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, uh, I guess now I can say I've, I've written for DC Comics <laughs> for <laughs> Terminus Media, uh, Evolution Publishing, and uh, 133 Art, and, you know, jack of all trades when it comes to just writing comic books. So I, you know, do uh, write as much as I can. <laughs> Good, 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 good. That's what's up. And uh, you also are pretty much a podcaster as well now. You yeah, are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a podcaster. I mean, a co-host of uh, Care For You, Black Nerds, A Light in the Sky. Um, recap, a uh, podcast, but a, a recap of the 4400. Yes, yes. The underrated 4400. Yes, <laughs> and, very much so. Yes. Yeah, and, and also co-host of the New Wakanda podcast with uh, Talon Kell and Dedrin Sneed. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's, I also do podcasts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, again, uh, just talent overflowing, a plenty. <laughs> so, of course, all those links will be in the show notes, everyone. Uh, but let's, uh, I guess, get down to business, what we're here for. Um, you have a project, uh, and it's, it's a Kickstarter, and uh, it is a very good one uh mind to avenge why don't you let the uh let the listeners know what it is what's the buzz what's the what's the big deal about uh mind to avenge um mind to avenge is a i call it my cyberpunk horror mashup mm. and uh basically it, it focuses on a um a very tragic and horrible event that took place in a um 1930, um, actually in a mansion, a New Orleans mansion in 1833. Uh, if people are familiar with uh, New Orleans history or the history of um, you know, the slaveholding South, there was a couple named the La Laurie, La Rees. I'm going to have to learn how to <laughs> pronounce that. La Laurie's. And um, there was some pretty heinous-ish that happened in, happened in the house. They were, um, they were slaveholders, but there it basically it was discovered that the uh the couple was on some like kind of psychopathic mm -hmm. uh crazy type of ish mm -hmm. um without delving too much into what the um what actually happened because that actually and you can definitely do the you know do the i guess research or homework <laughs> into you know what went down in in real life you know mm -hmm. um it's it's one of the it's one of those stories that just kind of stuck with me when I when I first heard about it. So, using that as a jump off point for my story, uh, I tell the story of a girl who escaped the House of Horrors, and pretty much made it her lifelong goal to never be anybody's victim again. Okay. So, uh, we fast forward to the future, the cyberpunkish future that we have, and her goal of accomplishing that has been fulfilled in a very kind of twisted way <laughs> you know it's just like vengeance is not a is something that can kind of eat away eat away at you um and we'll we'll definitely show that but she created an organization called the retribution cabal so that 
the descendants of America's original sin, which is slavery, yeah. would never be victims again. So now we we've you know jumped ahead to see where the retribution cabal is, and also the Lollaries have popped back up, you know, mm-hmm. in the future. So there's there's a big mystery, you know, kind of mm-hmm. surrounding, you know, how they came back. Uh, how the cabal is going to be able to take them down and just, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, just kind of popping off. But that's but the core of the story is just, you know, focusing on does vengeance do, mm. you know, to, to a person and, you know, can it corrupt? Can it, you know, can it be beneficial? And, you know, it's just going to going to delve into like a lot of um, different things. But all, but in addition to that, you'll get some really kind of kick butt action and adventure and mm. I've been telling people that, that, you know, we've spoke about Route 3 before. Route 3 yeah. is my PG-13 movie. <laughs> uh, this is my rated R. So if mm. you're, if you're, you know, fans of some, anything like Underworld, uh, Blade Runner, or uh, Blade, for that matter, this is the series that I, I highly recommend you pick up. Yeah, I do as well. I, uh, <laughs> reading over this first issue, I have, I, it, I feel... I felt so good reading this um, because I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, a lot of times as a comic book consumer, when you look at the DC and Marvel of it all, and sometimes even image and the indie books, you get kind of used to a certain thing that they're giving you. You're used to the sci-fi. You're used to the, the mutants slash inhumans who are outcasts. You're used to the larger than life Superman stories. But with something like this, where I am not familiar with the players, so I don't know what direction this could go. Like there's a a, a priest who I just knew I, I I I didn't feel good about seeing him, but then again mm-hmm. I did. But I was like, is this some you know Creole magic shit or is it like I was just so I mean kudos to you and the team over there. Um, and speaking of what what is what's the team on Mind to Avenge? What is uh who's who's making up the uh the the uh backbone there? The the squad, <laughs> as I as I call them, um, we have to we have um, Matteo Illuminati, uh, no relation <laughs> to the Illuminati. <laughs> it was funny because like we posted up some pages and Matteo jumped on the thread on Facebook. And we had somebody say, "So wait, the Illuminati's a part of this?" And I was like, "Oh hell no, no, nah, nah, I'm not a, I'm not about to be." disappeared or nothing like that (laughs) but um now we have uh mateo illuminati he's um an italian artist uh but he's in ireland so i I always say like you know the title of the next book i write is going to be mateo an italian in ireland it's going to be like a um a spy thriller but no he's he's a really (laughs) really talented dude Mm -hmm. um and loris ravina he is our colorist and letterer uh, also, uh, out of Italy, he's he's actually in Italy, okay. and and our editor is um, Marcel Dupree, and he's also he also runs the publishing company that this is uh, being put out by, or I guess published by, yeah, um, uh, Publishing. So no. yeah, that's the that's the squad, and uh, what a mighty squad that is because this shit. Now, a quick aside before we kind of get any deeper. Mateo, and it wouldn't be me if I didn't ask about race. Is this a man of color, like a, a black man in Italy, or 
No, no, they're they're both uh, they're no actually he and Loris they're I I guess European Italian. Okay, <laughs> and I That's only eggs because they're yeah. the brown characters in this book. Look very yes, like it's <laughs> yes. and and, I, and that's the only reason I bring up because it really I mean yeah. it's whatever, but it's just that this it's done from the hair, the texture of the hair, uh, the skin, the the movement, the like every oh. this is just I've these are black people through and through the characters like you can see that they're visibly people of color like I I, I appreciate that like. Because this is something I'd like to hand to my nieces and nephews. And, like, you know, just, ah, okay. Yeah. So Well, um, that, um, so what I'm going to do immediately once you post this up is share yeah. this with uh, Mateo mm-hmm. and Loris. Because that's been an active conversation that we've had, mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, behind the scenes. Okay. Um, it's... Okay, so without naming a specific <laughs> <laughs> specific book, yeah, um, there I've seen black folks drawn in mm. larger books, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the the hair is done wrong. Yes, they don't look like you know the skin tone <laughs> is wrong, mm-hmm. and the facial features and it's just like sometimes you have the feeling that they mm-hmm. you know there are artists who sometimes just take the like a template yeah and you know so that so the fact that be- between uh, Mateo and Loris that they were able to just draw black folks well yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. on a, and, and specifically I mean we're we're in the public it's an indie publishing company mm-hmm. and the egregious slights that I've seen <laughs> for mm. some sometimes and I'm not saying that it's all the times with larger publishers but mm-hmm. um, but the fact that they have been able to make these beautiful black and brown people yes. of all shapes and sizes um, it has been awesome to yeah. see I mean, we I, I even had one discussion with them about hair yeah like you know just <laughs> and they got it mm-hmm. like they 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 got it so yeah. you know one of the things that i've been trying to highlight with promoting the kickstarter is are the variety of you know black people that we have in the comic mm-hmm. um as my uh facebook profile I actually have up now uh, a picture of Liana Matthews, who is the current head of, of the Retribution Cabal, mm-hmm. and you know she she's the leader. She's the you know she's the head of this you know fractured organization, mm-hmm. um, but she's a beautiful, just black woman, yes. you know, with afro and just mm-hmm. you know just looking proud and mighty, you know, and that's. Mm-hmm. That's been a godsend, you know, in, in terms of the uh, the art team that we have. And, you know, personally speaking, I, I think I've been spoiled because <laughs> all the artists that I've worked with, you know, going from Sean Hill with Route 3 to uh, I work with an English uh, artist on the Green Lantern story for mm-hmm. DC Comics. Um, he, <laughs> he drew a brother. Like he, <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, that... That has me hyped. So basically, I've been blessed to work with artists who, you know, 
know how to draw us and yeah. do it well and take the time to do the research to mm-hmm. you know to accurately even though the story is being told on like a fantastical backdrop yeah you know of like far flung future like we still rocking afros yeah <laughs> so yeah. you know um but yeah 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 they uh, i got a hell of an art team you know for yeah. this this is true this is true and i am uh more than grateful for that like this is god goodness goodness now getting into the story a bit now what okay why this story because it's essentially based off something is it like a is it revisionist history is it uh fan fiction of history like what would you call this mind to avenge creation Hmm? i mean i guess you could call it like i didn't mean to cut you off i'm sorry you're good you're good but I get so hyped. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, um, I, I definitely, you can call it like what revisionist history or alt history. Mm-hmm. Um, because see, one of the things about this couple um, is that they were never caught. Oh, <laughs> so that's the thing that <clears throat> when I when I heard about the Lullaries, um, that you know they pretty much like you know vanished and i and i think there are some reports that <clears throat> unconfirmed that you know they're they fled back to france mm-hmm. uh, and you know hid out there for the remainder of their days and there's people say oh there's a grave and but you know when i originally heard the story it was just like they got the fuck up out mm-hmm. and left you know in a wake of like death and destruction behind yeah so in in my mind, I was just like, okay, that the poss- the storytelling possibilities for mm-hmm. that are just like wide open, yeah. you know. So first, for someone like myself, you know, like a writer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's a, those are the kind of kernels of you know poss- you know storytelling opportunities. Albeit it's a tragic story, yeah. Um, but in mine, you know, in my story, um, you know, my goal is that at least one of the characters will kind of reap that vengeance or they will get theirs you know Mm -hmm, hopefully mm -hmm. um but that you know that started that kicked off the you know i guess the the brain cells rolling when it came to you know kind of generating ideas for the story but i so i wanted to tie that though into you know a futuristic setting so Mm -hmm. um it's one of those things where like i said going back to a discussion of you know, what does vengeance do to a person? You know mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you see it with characters like the Punisher. You see it with characters like um, Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, that it, it, it kind of fucks with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you know, even though this little girl did escape, it's just like this 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 fight becomes an obsession for her. And that, you know, it basically leads into, you know, the future, you know, the far-flung future. So, um I I love mashing up genres. Mm-hmm. You know, I did it a bit with, you know, Route Three when it comes, you know, the superhero story uh, meets an espionage thriller. Yes. So for this one, I didn't want to just tell a straight horror story. You know, I wanted to, you know, have a horror story with some social commentary, um, but set against the backdrop of flying cars and laser yeah. guns, um, and the you know, things that go bump in the night, but in mm-hmm. basically in a future where those things have been forgotten mm-hmm. 
and um, so that that's kind of where it kind of jumped off from. But yeah, I'm just like I, I, <laughs> you know, where Thanksgiving is tomorrow. You know, I'm yeah. gonna date. I'm gonna date this art. I mean, this interview. Uh-huh. And I, I love a hodgepodge of shit. You know, <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. and that's and you know and I and I find that is makes it more interesting for the reader because you're not just necessarily getting. And there's nothing wrong with you know telling like a straightforward, straightforward, you know, genre story, a straightforward mm-hmm. action, or but. I find that at least for me, when I'm writing this stuff, most of the fun comes from kind of playing around with these different um, different genres. So, mm-hmm. and you do a damn good job. I, I have to say Thank that. You. You, honestly, everything that you, that I've consumed from you has been freaking amazing. This is no different. Um, I want to know what. Okay, so once you had the story, uh, albeit tragic story, and you've kind of put your own spin on it. Why, why the jump from eighteen thirty three to twenty one fifty four? Like, what's yeah. why the jump? What was is there something there? There's for me there. There's more story to be told with. Um, I guess in, in that there are a lot of there's a long passage of time, and my my goal is to basically show, you know, the creation of the retribution cabal. You know, from its, you know, I guess, kind of dark, you know, um, roots because uh, Leia is the little girl that you see in the first six pages. And she basically is the, I mean, this is not a spoiler, but she's the she's the one that creates the Retribution Cabal. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my mind, I, I saw that with having that large chunk of time, we could basically see the rise and the fall um, and the eventually kind of, you know, to the point now where we're at of where this organization is is now um but jumping forward to the future there's um I, well i guess first and foremost i just wanted to write some futuristic shit okay. <laughs> but, um, but what i what i'm using are the past events as sort of a framing device okay when, tell, when telling the story so that's that's kind of what my intent was that's mm-hmm. what you know kind of my goal was uh, with doing that, and but like I said, you'll it's <laughs> for lack of a better a term or example, you know, think of Arrow when they used to flashback, um, you know, in the earlier seasons before it got annoying, mm, okay. and um, so that'll <laughs> that'll be up to a certain point, and this gives me an opportunity to go back and just tell past stories of of the Cabal of the Cabal. Um, um, how we pronounce it? Because mm-hmm. you know, one one thing, and I'm probably jumping ahead with another question, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm a big uh, Buffy and Angel fan. Okay. Um, more so Angel, but with Buffy, there there were so many stories that could have been told mm-hmm. about the Watchers, about the Watch organization, mm-hmm. and you know, it was enough material there you know, for its own TV series. And I'm pretty sure that there were spinoffs for, you know, comic books and novels, but, you know, there, there's such a lore there. So yeah. I'm, I'm basically trying to, you know, build my own lore about mm-hmm. the retribution cabal, because this was, you know, even though the Leia's goal was to just kill this couple, 
um, there's a lot of stuff that she comes across where she's just like, well, I can't turn a blind eye to this when it's affecting my people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially when like people like maybe, let's say Van Helsing, you know, we don't have our own Van Helsing. So I will be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so okay. yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of stories to be told. So, um, you know, that just gives me more ammunition or more, you know, storytelling options for future mm-hmm books because this one is actually called the book of lay uh layla yeah uh, i to avenge the book of layla and uh we will actually be introduced to layla in the second issue and find out what her connection is to this whole crazy story okay okay so that kind of a quick aside here is this a now you said you wanted to build your own i guess lore is this not to get too far into the future but is this like a universe that you can see yourself expanding to other maybe stories within this universe like there's a i don't know girl who we see in issue three who might have her own spinoff or like is it something you think or is it just contained to mind to avenge no i mean this this is you know for me this is the mind to avenge universe okay so in every i guess every volume will be a different book Mm -hmm. you know the, the book of layla Maybe there's a book of Travis, mm-hmm. um, the book of Priya, uh, the book of no name person right now. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, shit, we might even get a get a book of just the Lollaries. Yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah. You know, because they're you know they're a force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're a force, and you know, to be reckoned with, and their history, at least for me, goes back even further than. You know, you know, New Orleans, eighteen thirty-three, New Orleans. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So there's, um, so yeah, there, there's, you know, this is my, you know, this is my little universe. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do definitely want to, kind of focus on this story before kind of, I guess, jumping off into anything else. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, I am the ideas are popping in my head because I'm I've become such a. And this is weird for me to say as being the writer, as a creator of it, but I've become like a you know, like a really big fan of what we've put together. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I'm 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 hyped as fuck. I'm just being honest. I mean, and it's it's to be expected. Like this is a pretty solid story. Um, a lot of times when I read comics or even read prose books, I think of them, and I've just been conditioned to do this in the form of a movie or a series, and the cliffhanger was very uh, was a very good one. Uh, yeah. The action throughout, the drama, even the um, the comment about Sade, the the kind of running <laughs> joke. Like I was like, oh shit, okay. Like it's it's those nuances that you don't get. Okay, right. A quick aside: when you have characters in the big two, three, or whatever, and you have them being handled by people who do not have that lived-in experience, then you get for all intents and purposes sweet christmas but then when you hand over a property or or amplify a property that is handled by a person who has a different viewpoint than this stuffy old man who've created some things you get something like that and though that was just a few panels of a joke if you were to see this played out in the in a movie or in a tv show it would be a hilarious thing like the fact that we're in what is it 2154 and they're referencing Sade, and then, hell, does Sade exist in this universe? Is she a vampire? Does she still look like she's 
30 years <laughs> old. Like that was cool. I, that was one of the things that made me smile while reading this. And it yeah. wasn't even, it's, it's one of those things that I kind of, I, I miss with consuming other books. And this isn't to bash any of the other comics or comic companies, but it's just when you get something that's good like this, Enjoy it and support it. God damn it. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. The, um, yeah, it was funny because like, even with route three, there's a little bit of humor mm-hmm. in it. Um, and, and it's funny because I, when I'm around my wife, we, we're, we, we just have fun. You know, we're, we're laughing all the time. Um, so, I, I guess I tried to have a little bit more of that come out in the story. Okay. Um, but also because Travis and Priya have that real type of relationship where they're, you know, that's, that's her little brother, you know, mm-hmm. that's her, you know, that's not like biologically, but mm-hmm. you know, that's, you know, that's her, you know, the, the one that she's going to, you know, kind of poke fun at and just, you know, just a typical brother, yeah. you know, really, at least a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know there are ones where they, some people just can't stand the other person, but, <laughs> but in this case they don't. And also their partners, you know, so, um, in my, when I was writing that scene, you know, first of all, I wanted it to, I wanted something to kind of lighten up the, the dark mood because, uh, you know they're about to just handle some like re- deal with some very uh, crazy stuff like human sacrifices mm-hmm. and um, Eastern mythological <laughs> gods or whatever. You know, um, mm-hmm. East, you know, Russian. It's it gets crazy. It, it's it, it gets crazy. But um, I, you know, I was just thinking like, what could you know, what could they talk about? What yeah. you know, something that you know, might be a little maybe timely, I guess, um, or timeless. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, Shadi is always going to be timeless, yeah. you know, her music. So, you know, it's just like, let, let's just kind of put a riff or a gag in there. And then, you know, that's kind of where that whole situation came from. And as I'm reading it, I was just like, you know, this is kind of funny. This is, let's just roll with it. So, um, so I'm happy that people are being, are receptive to just the, just the dialogue or just the, just the fact that they're kind of, um, they're having fun, you know, in mm-hmm. the midst of all this craziness mm-hmm. uh, and not to the point where it's obnoxious, but you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, you know, I hope that it, people don't feel that it's like ill placed, but with as heavy as the story can get at times, I was thinking, let's just kind of lighten it up just a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, and if, if true Sade fans can pick out all the, the song titles. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Yeah. This but, um, yeah. but yeah, that's where the, and I grew up on Sade. Like my mom growing up in California, you know, my mom would turn yeah. the station to like the FM R and B and she would be first and foremost along with Luther Vandross and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Anita Baker. So yes. I'm actually gonna oh. mom tomorrow. So I'll I'll be able to tell her like, Hey, I put in a Sade gag and she's gonna yeah. be like yeah this is this is good and i uh, there's something that this book reminded me of and i hope this isn't offensive but it reminded me and you let me know and we can cut it out if so (laughs) but it came off as a very bishop and shard is what i thought about when i read 
through this scene and not because it's like anything is copied off the other, but I, when I read or consume media that is, uh, the team is held by a person of color or a marginalized, a person from a marginalized community, I always like make things kind of, um, uh, uh, parallels to other things just, yeah. you know, as yeah. a side effect of consuming media. But I was like, Lord, what to think of what if, what if this could have been like, you could have got a really good story about two people of color from some, like, this is a good story. It's set in the future. It's a brother and sister, sort of, kind of, it's, a, I just, but they're the first, uh, uh, couple, I guess that came to mind. Where I was like, man, if Bishop and Charlotte had been handled as well as this, what could we have now? So I just, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. That's just, no, you, no, that I, I appreciate it. I mean, it's, you um when you have <laughs> so few like solid like at least of the forefront examples that you know when growing up basically mm -hmm, um you i mean i guess you you, you can only um help but you cannot help but to you know find those examples or whatever or the comparisons or whatnot so i i definitely understand um and it's, I mean, to be honest with you, it's a compliment <laughs> because okay, I, okay. you know, I go back, I go back with Bishop back to the Jerry curl. Yes. That's the, that <laughs> to the Jerry curl. Oh, God. So, yeah. Yeah. No. Nah, and it's funny because, um, it's funny you mentioned that because, uh, another writer who actually went through the workshop a couple of years ago, um, her name is Vita, uh, Ayala. Mm -hmm. Um, she has, she actually has a series coming out with, um, Valiant Comics or Valiant Entertainment called Livewire, which uh, focuses on a, a black woman of color. But she also they just announced that she's going to be writing a a mini an X Universe miniseries mm. with Bishop with okay. Bishop at the forefront. So yeah, okay. yes, yeah, so it's so it's 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 he was just I actually had to just put up I put up a press release on our Black Sci Fi page about mm -hmm. that. So, yeah, so yeah, I mean it's um. I mean, if if our characters can be mentioned in the same breath as him, that mm -hmm. that's awesome. Oh, you know, God. I mean, that's that that makes my day. And you know, when you get tired of you know hearing that black people don't care about sci-fi or black people won't exist in the future, and you know whatever, um, this whole issue is basically kind of a big f you to people who believe that. Mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, to the minor. You know, groups of people, mm -hmm. you know, still believe that, or maybe they are major. I don't, I don't care. But you know, this book is out there. I mean, mm -hmm. they, these people are kicking butts and taking names, and mm -hmm. you know, low trotting. You know, that's because we, you know, we're here. You know, yeah. we deserve to be at the forefront of these stories. So yeah, yeah. You you mentioned something just now, which is that black people are in the future. They are in these science fiction. Uh, genres and, and whatnot. What I like about this book, um, and I just thought about it when you said that, is that it's also showing that we exist in the past. Yeah. There, a lot of times you see black people relegated to slavery and slave stories. You don't see us in the Wild West. You don't see us unless it's in some subservient position in the past. And to see that this book spans from 1833 to 2154, and the black people are still existing regardless to their station in life they still exist 
that's something you don't usually see in the same media. You know, like it's, you've given me a range of so many years. Mm-hmm. And when mostly you would maybe read or watch a show and it's just sci-fi futurism or it's just old Wild West or it's just, you know, contemporary sitcom. In this property, you're getting this long chronological <laughs> like line of black people existing. You have to assume that in between 1833 and 2154, black people existed because they are in both spaces in this book. So I, I do appreciate that as well. Like that's, ah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's, it, uh, when, you know, there, there are shows now like Star Trek discovery, um there's the other one called z nation mm-hmm. uh i i don't even include the walking dead because they they you know they got a quota on how many black people can be on the show <laughs> apparently um you know star trek discovery z nation altered carbon um and uh travelers there i mean there's a bunch and i mean <laughs> black lightning you know <laughs> 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 you know black lightning black panther um and you know, there there are a bunch of other you know TV shows and movies that I'm missing, and and then you look at comics, um, and especially indie comics, where we exist in leaps and bounds, mm-hmm. but uh, in stories like this, so it's for me it's it's second nature to include us, um, especially at the forefront, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's something that I've always striven to do, and you know is and. I, that's not to say that I can't write stories that don't feature that feature people that don't look like me or that mm-hmm. don't you know, have the same experiences as me. Um, you know, I, I that's why I always call myself the jack of trades when it comes to writing. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I, I can do anything, but for the creator own stuff, um, you know, for something like this, it was important that you know Travis be out there, mm-hmm. you know. Just, in the town, mm-hmm. you know, or Priya, you know, and the cool thing about that scene in the book is that, you know, normally in books, the the heavy or the the brawn is always like some massive roided out dude, and yeah. you know, send in to just kick ass. And Priya, no, <laughs> she she is, mm-hmm. I mean, she's a strong that he calls him uh, a Dahomey, um, <laughs> his sister. You know, uh, yeah. she's a just a warrior. So she she's the brawn. She goes out there and handles it, and he's the more stealthy type. So yeah. Yeah. one of the roles to be reversed, you know, in terms of just following different, you know, instead of following different tropes, but also just to show that these people are handling their stuff, and this is just a typical day for them. Okay. It's not an anomaly. It's this is this is what they were born. Well, and rate, I guess, you know, trained to do. Yeah. So the days for black folks being an anomaly in stories like this or to the side saying, you go ahead, brother. I got this. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll wait for, you know, I'll wait for support or I'll wait for backup. You go handle yeah. the, the serious shit. Like, no, these are the people that handle the serious shit. Yeah. So. Like I, I'm sorry, like Danny Glover is not gonna be tossed to the side and Mel Gibson, <laughs> you know, running in and just kicking ass. Yeah. Uh, um. So that that's that's what I want. 
you know, when it comes to, you know, seeing us in stories like this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So getting back to the, I guess, geography of the story, is there any, was there like a significant reason to start off in Russia? Like, as opposed to staying in America initially? Like, is there any, yeah. Yeah, there's, um, it's a couple of things. Um, there's, it's, um, and it's something I, I can't take credit for, for the term. Mm-hmm. I think it was either, or, or the phrase, I think it was either Brandon Thomas, who's a really kick-ass talented writer, or it might have been Brandon East, and they do a podcast, but it was either one of them, uh, if I can remember this correctly, is that we don't always have to be saving the block yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay okay so as you know with black lightning yeah, it's like they gotta they, they gotta save the block they yeah gotta save the block and it, you know it, it, it is the block needs saving sometimes mm-hmm. but there are times where you just want to get the fuck out and actually it was brandon thomas because his series noble um is it's a it's a, it's a globe trotting adventure. I mean, mm-hmm. like action adventure, and it's mm-hmm. really really good. Yes, but um, so I remember. So there's so there's something you know to be taken from that, where and also you don't you you have comics is a medium where you don't have a budget like a movie. Like you yeah. definitely have to you have to pay the crew. You have to pay the cat. I mean the the creative crew. But in terms of what you put down on paper. If you just limit yourself, I mean, now if the story calls for it to you just stay in one particular area, then that's cool. But if you have something like this, which is a cyberpunk sci-fi, mm-hmm. you know, why not? Why do we have to stay in America? Yeah. Like, shit, I'm, I, I, I'm asking that question myself now. If I had the money, I would travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they just get the fuck out. But yeah. um, there's, but in comics... This is like the most, this is like an unlimited budget. Yeah. So I'm going to utilize that to the best of my abilities. Like shit, at a certain point, they're probably going to go into space because okay. we're at that, we're at that point in the world where, you know, space travel is a thing. Yeah. So in it, but it will serve the story that I'm telling. So uh, rather than just us kind of, you know, focused on one particular city, I was just like, let me start it off with, you know, taking them out to a place where you probably wouldn't even figure that mm-hmm. these you know folks would go to, but also just to show that if black folks are in need of assistance wherever they are in this mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. <laughs> the retribution cabal is going to be there to to help them to help yeah. save the day. Um, you yeah, remember they were going there for one person. Yeah. <laughs> they were going there for one person. So, mm-hmm. um, it, without giving too much away. You know, so that's a big thing, and you know, my goal—I mean, even outside of the the whole the idea of just you know, why do we always have to save the block? Uh, I like traveling, okay. so I, I just I like to get away, and I like to watch the Travel Channel. Um, only you know, during those times when they're not just having marathons about food and ghosts, you know, <laughs> ghost hunting. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I'm like, shit, do y'all talk about travel anymore? Like, you know, there's yeah. a lot of ghost hunting shows on here. Um, and, yeah, but I, I, I just, you know, I like to kind of get out, I like to get away. But, you know, my imagination doesn't work for just the block. I mean, like, shit, even Route 3, it, you know, they spend, like, a couple days in Atlanta. <laughs> and then they, mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. on the road. 
you know, they're going to Tennessee, you know, they're, you know, seeing the sights and, you know, dodging bullets and all that. Um, but also, um, there's another special connection with, uh, you know, as far as with Russia, um, you remember how at the end of the first blade he's in Russia, Mm -hmm. like that's how that ends. That, that to me was just like, this is awesome. (laughs) This is freaking awesome. Like, and where's the sequel? You know, where's, where's the sequel after that? Because, you know, and, and I think that does tie into the whole, actually, I guess it does tie into the whole thing of just being international, mm-hmm. you know, not having us relegated to just saving a particular city. Okay. Um, Blade was like, bump that, I'll kill vampires wherever I need to. <laughs> and, uh, you know, go from Los Angeles and, you know, from a blood rave <laughs> at the beginning and to a outside of a, I guess it was a club. So, yeah, so that's, but that's a big reason why I, I kind of kicked it off in Russia. Okay, okay, and I, this is, ah, just levels, this is, it makes me appreciate that even more, like, like you said, wherever black people need saving hell, we're, we're on the case, so that's, I like that, I like that, I really enjoy the story, um, I know the, the, uh, copy of the Mind to Avenge that I got had, what was it, uh, the color, it didn't have color, like, right after the action scene started, I, that was so I that it was I like that like when it because it, it was almost okay I'm so I'm tongue-tied now yeah. it's like um I don't know watching some movie almost like a Kill Bill style something or like yeah. something where it's like this she's just going to berserker mode and like she's so aggressive there's no color like it was that was dope as hell but uh, so I was like shit this is cool I don't that don't bother me but I bring up it, the lack of color in the few pages that I had only because, again, going back to your artist and to your inker, this, though it was no color, I did not feel like I was looking at generic white bodies that you just put brown ink on or you just put brown right. coloring on. Even in the black and white fight scenes, these people still read as person of color to me. And I just, I can't get away from that. Like, that's that's so important for me and when I'm consuming media that I like recreationally when it's not like, Oh, you just have to read this. I have to watch this. I, I like to see myself. Um, and I, I just think y'all doing a damn good job with this book. This Thank is you, yes, for real. Um, okay. And then there is also, uh, I, course, go, ahead, said, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as far as, Okay, so when we were getting ready for the Kickstarter, we definitely wanted to get the book in the hands of reviewers like yourself, podcasters, mm-hmm. um, just to see what what we were working with. Because it, I guess in today's day and age where there's a lot of Kickstarters out there, yeah. you want to be able to, if we're able to, you know, if we're able to provide, you know, some type of preview uh, that's something that we want to put in the, to the hands of, of, of folks. So yeah. um, I, I did that with the Route 3 uh, Kickstarter for the Volume 1, and that was a completed book. Everything, pencils, colors, mm-hmm. uh, pencils, inks, colors, and lettering. Uh, but in this case, like you said, you know, from page 15, I think 13 or 14 on, it's just the black and, black and white, but mm-hmm. also with the lettering. I was very hesitant because, you know, I'm kind of a, I, I wanted the completed book, but 
I, you know, I have to give it up to Marcel mm -hmm. uh, Dupree for saying like, no, this is, and I wasn't saying it wasn't a beautiful book. I just mm -hmm. felt that, you know, some people might, reviewers might look at it and say, oh, it's half finished, even with an explanation that it was still in production. Um, but Marcel definitely was, was right on that because it's beautiful. You know, just being able to see the, you know, the pencils and the inks, mm -hmm. um, and, and actually, they're in the really kick-butt job with the lettering mm -hmm. uh, doesn't really detract or distract from the fact that that all rhymes. I'm a rapper now. No, I'm <laughs> but it doesn't take away from the fact that, you know, the, the back half of it isn't in color. Mm -hmm. um, and and like you said, it's the the black folks look like black folks, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, um, which is awesome and uh, something I'm proud of. So definitely you know, Marcel, you know, made a, a really good executive decision mm -hmm. in that case. And it's benefited us. I mean, we've had the reviews that we've had. I like I was telling somebody I, I put up on Facebook that this is probably one of the most best reviewed books mm -hmm. that I've had, uh, just period throughout okay. my career. And, you know, people are really just feeling it from this preview that, like you said, you had spoke on. So I, I appreciate that mm -hmm. uh, from you. So, yeah, from the feedback. This is I you you did this y'all did that um I God even the like I want to know more like this with this book I'm uh I, I'm swept in from the very beginning being in uh, Louisiana 1833 because you know I'm thinking okay what what's the significance of this but then once you throw me into the far future I'm just as equally invested. To the mm -hmm. point where once this book ended, I wanted to know more. Even past the cliffhanger or the shocker at the end, I don't really want to ruin that. Um, even with that, with that aside, I still was like, what happens next? Because yeah. I'm in a world where even if, and this is a big if because this is a good book, but even if this book was not good, you've opened me up to a world that I don't get to normally see. I don't normally see brown people in this futuristic space in the, I have to search for stories like this. This isn't yeah. just handed to me. So with this story that you're giving, cause there's a lot of stuff going on here. I, I count one, two, three, at least four kind of storylines or things that can be picked up in the first book alone, but they work so well together that I, I just, I need more. I need to know what happens to these people. I need to know what happened in the past. I need to know what, like, it, we get to, what is it? The Republic of Atlanta, which I see you, you include Atlanta and a lot of shit, and I like that. It, yep. it looks like, when did we get these republics? Is is the United States broken up into four different factions? Is it, you know, are we now alliances with France? Are we now, like, what What's going on? Like, I need to know more. And you, y'all did it. Y'all did it with this damn book. I can't honestly yeah. say that. I I need to know because I want to cosplay now as one of these motherfuckers. I wanna, I want. So I need everybody to buy this goddamn book to support this Kickstarter so that when I cosplay, you will know who the hell I am. I just, yeah. Yeah, just just randomly dressed as Travis, and people are right. like, oh, okay. It's like, is, is this a Saturday for you? That. <laughs> oh, no, shit. It's one of the biggest compliments that I've had so far was, um, you know, my my wife said, um, yeah, we need to, 
we need to get this funded so I can cosplay as uh, as Layla. Mm, okay. Because it's um, yeah. I mean, it's just I, I will say that you know for the costuming choice for um, you know for the for the cabal or for the mm. members, um, Mateo did a really good job of making let's say these outfits functional. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like really easy. Um, you know, the cosplay. So, mm-hmm. and not to say that, you know, you definitely, it's going to be simple to, I mean, I, I should, I, I don't know much about cosplaying, so I, you know, I can't really say <laughs> if it would be difficult or not, but I, mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's, you know, it's functional, you know, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, this is turning into like the mind to avenge cosplay talk, but, um, <laughs> but I, I like the fact that, you know, these are characters that, you know, you could feel you could do that with. Yeah. Uh, and but as a creator, when you hear that, that's you know that that's a really huge compliment, mm. you know, because people are connecting enough with these characters to say, hey, let me, you know, let me try to take some, you know, take yeah. time out of my day to do that. So. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and it's it's I can see it. I can see people doing it now. Like it's this is this is dope. <laughs> and even and I guess with that being said, I guess as much as you can give us. What is the future like for Mind to Avenge? Is there like an earth shattering event that happens? Is it just, you know, maybe a small story here, a quiet story there? Like what's as much as you can give without, you know, if any at all, what what's the future for this franchise? Uh a lot of action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> it's and it's gonna get darker and it's gonna get a bit bloodier. Okay. So yeah, I um but the the way that the book ends, um, I mean, you kind of there's you know there's a yeah. I don't want to say cataclysmic, but there's there's some huge stuff that the cabal is going to have to be kind of reawakened, you know, yeah. or just you know jumpstart it so that they can, um, I guess, handle it or deal with it, mm-hmm. uh, because like I said, at this point, it, the people that you see. Mm-hmm. You know, on the team, mm-hmm. that's a uh, that's kind of the squad right now. Yeah, you know, except for I mean, maybe there are a few, you know, a couple of other elements, but it's 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 not where it used to be. So, uh, yeah. due to a variety of things, but um, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's I I kind of sometimes I feel that the things that I write are a way for me to kind of get stuff off of my chest. Yeah, um, and with the backdrop with fuck it with the with the world that we live in right now right. like this is my chance to just fuck shit up yeah <laughs> so, yeah um and that's you know in in the, in the most productive mm-hmm. way possible yeah um and also tell a story at the same time but you know I, yeah i got some stuff to get off my chest and mm-hmm. i think uh you know that scene where travis and uh Priya were just kind of like wading through and just like handling. Yeah, I was like, yes, yes. What did Trump say? No, anyways. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, shit, so. yeah, yeah. That type of stuff. But um, you know, not not condoning violence or anything like that. But it's mm. just like, you know, I do find that you know writing is very, um, what's the word, um, therapeutic. Mm-hmm. You know, with just kind of, you know, and it's been, it's been, you know, kind of a, 
you know, stressful time on, on certain fronts. And, mm-hmm. and this is, this has been that outlet, but also it's just, um, it's a story I've been itching to tell, you mm-hmm. know, for a minute. And, uh, one of the, one of my goals when writing is to not do the same thing, mm, Okay. you know, just, to, I, I gotta show, I have to show perspective publishers, employers, um, should even myself that, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to be a one trick pony. I yeah. want to my best to, you know, tell the stories that I want to tell, but also have the ability to, you know, tell, you know, different types of, you know, tales or stories. Mm. So, um, and this is completely different than anything I've written before. Um, yeah, I can, <laughs> I can, t- I can guarantee you that, um, so yeah, so that's um, but yeah, that that's kind of where the story is going. But that's you know that's been like where my brain space has been mm-hmm. with the story together. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you've 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 done you've outdone yourself. This Thank is you, I just yeah I know. And sometimes I feel a little um, I don't know uh, because I do gush about a lot of things, but. This is a really good book, and I—is it like maybe six or seven issues that'll make up the first book or the first collection? Is it four? Is it three or two? Like, do, do you have a number yet, or is it? Yeah, um, right. Right now, we're looking at five. Okay. You know, for the um for the first volume, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. the I guess you know like, I guess you could say story arc or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then. You know, based on the reception, we'll just kind of keep it rolling. Um, it is one of those things, and I'll I'll just go ahead and say it: like books like the books like these cannot exist or prosper without the support, mm-hmm. um, whether it be a share on Facebook or hyping it up to your friends, mm-hmm. uh, or if you do, you know, if you do have the money, you know, to kind of pledge it, you know, yeah. to, to pre-order the book. I mean, we actually have some really good some awesome perks in terms of variant covers yeah. um, from artists like uh, Vittorio, Vittorio Estan, uh, who's worked with Evolution Publishing, Evolution yeah, Publishing, um, and then also uh, Sean Hill. Mm-hmm. He's the, Sean Hill is the artist um, from Route 3. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the series artist for Route 3, so we are able to get him to do a kick-ass variant uh cover um and and then also i think we have there's a t-shirt you know prints and then um but at the end of the day we have the book you know at at a very reasonable you know pledge um level of um either you know ten dollars or 25 for the hard copy Mm -hmm. um and and including a bunch of you know a few other things right right but yeah, yeah, we have, um, yeah, actually there's a level for $10 where you can get the, the PDF of the comic, the hard copy of the comic, and, mm-hmm. and a thank you. So, um, so, I mean, if we get, yeah, I did the math, we can get like, what, was, what did you say, 200 people to donate $10? Yeah. <laughs> we'll be good. Um, but if you, that one person wants to come in and do like, hey, yeah. 500, you know, that would be great. <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, but, you know, I, I'm not, I don't play coy when it comes to that like and i and i understand that some people may feel that it's 
it's a little tacky, but just to be straight up, like I've been doing indie comics for like 13 years. Mm-hmm. And the only way that we survive is through the support of people who want to support. Yes. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, I just, um, so I'm, I'm always very like straightforward about that because, you know, just as fast as you can go out to the store to get your copy mm-hmm. of X-Men and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fantastic Four and I, I've done work for DC, you know, Superman, Batman, <laughs> uh, Justice League. Um, we need your, we need your money, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're offering, and we're offering a good product. See, that was the reason why. That was another reason why I wanted to get this book into the hands of as many reviewers as possible. That's why Marcel wanted to get this book into the hands of as many reviewers as possible, mm-hmm. so that they could see that the book is good. Yeah. <laughs> the book is good, yeah. and I may sound full of myself with saying that, but um from you know from having a background of you know being a little anxiety prone <laughs> or yeah, just kind of yeah. self you know self-deprecating or doubting myself um i i you know i i feel very strong in saying that this is probably one of the best indie comics that you can pick up now mm-hmm. uh so yeah, but we, we feel so strongly about the product and and the and the reviews say as much. So yeah. and the feedback that we have, you know, get you know, says as much. So so that that's why we're pushing so hard for, you know, just you know, get in on the ground floor and you know, get your pre orders in right now. So Yeah. Yeah, I implore you all to do so. And uh and I don't think it's it's tacky at all. Hell, you're providing a service and it's a damn good one. I think it's something that everyone can uh would benefit from cuz shit, just to think, you know, first run of Minds of Vinge uh issue 1 like to have that, you know, that's <laughs> that's a big deal. Um so no, I uh the link of course will be in the show notes and I would like for everyone to go out and at the very least share the kickstarter like it share this episode let folks know that this exists uh get a couple copies pledge in the name of someone else hey if your yeah your friend has a birthday coming up pledge 30 40 50 dollars to mind to avenge and and, you know and uh say happy birthday that way you know i think (laughs) that this is worth the money and i'm going to definitely put my money where my mouth is as well because i think that I would love to have a physical copy of this book in my hands, in my collection. Like, yeah. Oh, Jesus. This is, boy, you, you just keep doing all the good shit. God damn it. Um, uh, do you have any, I guess, any, any final thoughts, anything about the book or the world that you want to share or hell, anything at all? It don't matter. Um, the, um, Black Panther wasn't it, you know, that's, it's not, that's not the only thing that's out there for us. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love that movie. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> saw it like two or three times in theaters, but after people went to go see that, I think our goal collectively as comic book creators as as black indie comic book creators was to, to show people like okay we've been here you know we we and we're always going to be here yeah um and we have the material that y'all have been asking for for a minute and it ain't no like 
shoddily put together, you mm-hmm. know, stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't we don't roll like that. <laughs> so, um, so my thing is is when people continuously tell us that we ain't about shit or we're not we're, mm-hmm. we don't exist we don't exist in these fanciful you know geeky nerdy sci-fi fantasy horror stories that we all love to take in when they tell us that we aren't there like we said no 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 we we're here <laughs> you know we just you know we're and we got we got the good stuff for you so yeah. um so yeah, so that's that's what I feel mine to avenge is, and you know it's just a good story. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it just it's a good story filled with you know great characterships, black, white, Asian, mm-hmm. uh, Hispanic. Everybody will enjoy the story and connect with be able to connect with it. But um, I just um, I'm supremely proud of what we've done, what we've put together, and the stories that we will continue you know to hopefully be blessed to tell in the future months and years to come mm-hmm. um so yeah so there so that's so that's kind of the final pitch for mm-hmm. that and, <laughs> and support an indie like you know do a search for indie comic books black comic book creators black indie comic books and there there are many lists out there of books that you can buy and support um and you know if you hit me up through my website i got a list of them and they're not just mine mm-hmm. because i'm a i'm a fan of this stuff yeah. you know so just just as much as i'm telling you to to buy my shit you know that <laughs> just i'm telling you to buy other people's stuff you yeah, know because yeah. we, we 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 can only grow by um supporting each other and just mm-hmm. spreading the word and I, you know, there's so many people who I respect and that I'm fans of that are, you know, fellow creators that, that um, I would love to refer people to. Um, yeah. you know, after you pledge for mine to avenge, but um, <laughs> so, but um, the only other thing outside of that is the we actually just released. Um, I have a short story included in an anthology called Dark Universe, The Bright Empire. Mm -hmm. And I think it was something that I had mentioned the last time we spoke. Um, But it's essentially Star Wars with nothing but black folks. You (laughs) know, Star Wars meets Star Trek. And um, there was a, the first book was Dark Universe and the second one, Dark Universe, Bright Empire. Uh, it has 10, uh, 11 stories by 10 authors, and my story is called uh, My Sister's Keeper, mm. and it's um, it's on sale right now for, if you have an Amazon Kindle, if you have Nook, I think Apple Books, it's um, wherever you can pick up digital books, but it's, um, it's called Dark Universe, uh, The Bright Empire, and right now, I think it's going for like five dollars. So mm. you get, you basically get ten awesome, kick-ass, um, sci-fi stories written yeah. by, you know, black folks, you know, featuring black folks in space. And I can tell you, like my story alone, I had so much fun writing that, and and I'm already brainstorming for another story featuring the sisters. Um, 
But yeah, just five dollars for less than you know picking up a combo meal at McDonald's, which will eventually <laughs> kill you. So oh, you get something that will enrich your body and mind, <laughs> mind and body. So, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be real as heck. I'm trying to sell some books. That 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 we're gonna try to get as many sales as possible. Buy yeah. this goddamn book. Support the Kickstarter. Goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit so um speaking of let the folks know i guess what the time frame is what are we looking at as far as um giving support when is the last day and all that good shit so right now oh we went up we we actually within the span of time of us talking together we um we got some money coming to so that good. was good yes um we have until december 15th uh three 43 p.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time okay. to raise um, $3,150. And that uh, right now we're at uh, $1,171 with 55 backers and 23 days to go. Yes, so yes, yes. Um, we're making, we're definitely making headway. It's just, um, it's very, we say incremental, you know, kind of a little slow going, mm-hmm. um, but it's um, but we're we're on the right track. So my goal, at least for this week, has been to try to get us to uh, halfway there, which would be like fifteen seventy five. So that would be awesome if we can get past that. That would also be good. But um, yes, yes. But yeah, but I, you know, as with everybody, before you go out and buy a book. Uh, by anything you know definitely go to the kickstarter page through the link and check out what we're offering and um, and if anybody wants to reach out to me directly i can send them to our actually i'll give you the links at our facebook page where we have more preview pages and all that mm-hmm. okay okay good deal good deal man i i don't i don't know what else to be said outside of this is a dope ass book support this kickstarter the links will be in the show notes uh, again, if you aren't going to support at the very least, or, uh, if you're going to back rather back the book, share it, share some of the links, share some of the art, let folks know where they can find this book. Let them know about the time frame. Uh, at the time of this recording, we have 23 days, uh, and, and keep reminding people, keep this in the front of their minds. This is a Kickstarter that needs to be supported because this book needs to be in the hands of everybody who can, it can possibly be in the hands of God damn it. Um, yeah, shit. Um, I'm Carefree Black Nerd, you can find me here on the Carefree Black Nerd feed, uh, carefreeblacknerd.com, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com for the uh, email and inquiries and whatnot. On Twitter, Carefree Blurred, one of the most immediate ways to get in touch with me. And uh, while you're here, stick around and check out A Light in the Sky. It is a Carefree Black Nerd recap show, review show of the 4400, along with yours truly, Mr. Robert Jeffrey. Uh, Again, jack of all trades, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let us know how you feel about that as well. But uh, Mind to Avenge is the name of the game. Let's get this backed and let's uh, get it in the hands of everyone under the sound of my voice and then some. Um, shit. So uh, see y'all later. <laughs> okay.